do you do when you feel yourself drifting away from someone you used to be close to because they've endeavored a deep dive into their spirituality? Hey, Adele Wang here, and welcome to the podcast where we explore all things around how to create a life and livelihood that truly works. And spirituality is a big part of that. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll notice that I don't really like to use the word spirituality head on because I don't find it very useful due to everyone having a different opinion of what that word means. And also because we're trying to talk about something that's basically in everything. So it becomes an abstract concept that can be molded or shaped in a way that confuses everybody. And then sometimes I've noticed in my personal experience, people can end up doing what I call spiritual gymnastics, um, which is a lot of intellectualizing, something that the mind just can't handle. But recently I got this really heartfelt post. I'll just read it to you. And I invite you to feel into whether you've been through this experience. I have. And there may be some similarities in what this writer says that maybe you've been around someone or maybe you're the one that has felt yourself drifting away due to your inner growth in spirituality. So this writer writes, Hi Adele, I just wanted to say how comforting your information has been to stumble upon. Oh, thank you. I sort of lost a friend who was close recently, almost overnight, to her embarking quite deeply into spiritual journey for herself. It's been really difficult, as she's almost become someone completely different than who I knew. She's decided to pursue all things that align with spirituality. And well, I don't really fall into that particular approach to life. I grew into feeling really accepting of all the shades of colors of life, but I think she can only be around one color. Even though I was there for her during her recent tough times, and we've been friends for a decade, she's become hardly recognizable, and it's been tough. I've struggled understanding this line of thinking or how one could 180 almost overnight. And she goes on, but I'll just stop there. Can you relate? So I'm going to speak from two points of view. One from the, if you are on the, on the side of the fence, like this writer, um, you're in relationship with someone who is uh, delving into spirituality and changing rapidly and you feel like you don't know this person. I know I've been in this experience. In fact, I've been on both sides of the fence. And let me just share what I think happens when, when people um, get very interested in spirituality. No matter what they call it, whether it's becoming, um, let's say, a born-again Christian or really delving into um, their Jewish faith or um, Muslim, it doesn't really matter which religion per se. But underneath this seeking, which is natural, in everyone, then the natural urge is to know more of oneself. That's always the calling. That's always the calling, otherwise known as the spiritual path, 
is to know oneself more deeply. And in so doing, being able to connect to life more deeply. And in doing that, other people more deeply. It's a desire to feel more connected to life and themselves at a very core level. And sometimes this is called spirituality. I don't, like I said, I don't really like to use that word because it sends everyone into their heads. But what is the motivation? What is the thing that has people attracted and drawn into these things? I'll speak from my personal experience, having been there, and also what I see a lot in my clients who show up. The energy is one of the seeker. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something that will help me finally make sense of life, to, to finally be known in who I am. What, what, what is this life about? You know, and so the energy is one of, it's like a yearning or a seeking, a very deep curiosity. And I think if we, <clears throat> excuse me, if we understand that basic human yearning, you may be able to appreciate where someone is when they are going down deep practices. Now, especially when people change very quickly overnight, I think what happens is there is a yearning going on and that people find a door, you know, whether it's the red door, the blue door, the green door, and they jump in there and they go down this path and it's, it's all very, very intriguing. And there's a, a certain craving, a euphoria that can set in like, oh my gosh, this is it. This must be it. And how blind I was before. And everyone around me is blind too, because if they, if they only knew what I knew, then they would really, really get me. People would understand me and I would understand them and we would have much closer relationships. Can you relate to this? That again, underneath this yearning is a, a deeper, a desire for a deeper connection to life. And it just so happens to be presented in a door of a, a faith, a religion, a practice, doesn't matter what faith it is. And sometimes when people go down this path, they are so um, devoted that they, it, can, it can create a certain rigidity that anyone who is not agreeing with them just hasn't gotten the memo. You know, you, 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 you're, you're not evolved. I'm more evolved. There, there can be a little bit, well, frankly, a lot of a competitive feeling, this desire to be, to get it right, that I am amongst the chosen, the special, the evolved, the enlightened. I am, I am a superior being. And I'm speaking from my heart because I have been there. I know what that feels like. And usually this occurs in the beginning stages of someone's journey. They may call it spirituality um, and using words that you may be not familiar with. Maybe they're talking about spiritual practices or, or whatever. But again, it is the fundamental desire to know oneself better, connect to life more deeply, and connect to others more deeply. I mean, how beautiful is that? And like anything, there is a maturing process that occurs that sometimes 
people go through this big rush and they just want the whole world to understand them because they feel like this world is broken. I'm one of the, the smarter ones. And if you only saw things from my point of view, you would agree to. And like anything, there's a maturing process that after a while, there's a sense of, oh, you know, maybe things aren't that cut and dried. Even with something like spirituality that I thought I knew how things worked. And anytime there's a rapid change, what you described as 180, it's usually still only in the mind. I've decided I'm going to be vegan. I've decided I can't date anyone who's not the same faith or whatever. And that's fine. People are exercising their free choice, what feels right for them. Other people may be kind of puzzled. But if you, if you watch someone's spiritual maturity, life has a beautiful way of eventually informing everybody into what each person's true nature is, what their true essence is. Just once you wade through all the spirituality and the experiences, and sometimes there's some, you know, phenomena, or sometimes, a, wow, you know, I had a, uh, a vision, a past life experience, whatever, that, that, that's fine. Life has a beautiful way of, in the end, informing everyone to, to develop your own wisdom. It's like a wine. So in the beginning stages, maybe it's more like sugar water. Oh, it's just so sweet. And I get a sugar rush. And I'm sort of, you know, beside myself. And as time progresses, and I'm really stepping into my new faith or spiritual practice or whatever it is, I discover things are not always that simple. I start to see the complexities of life. How nothing is ever black and white like I wish it were, even spiritual, especially spirituality. And you'll notice that when you consider the greats in history, Buddha, you know, you know what the Quran says, Jesus, the, the, the great leaders, they all possess a certain wisdom of knowing that there's not just one way. There is a certain openness to differences of opinion without losing their own whatever they, they feel is right. But there's no dogmatic rigidity. And that dogmatic rigidity is what I notice happens when people are still very young. They have not quite matured on the journey. They got a blast of sugar water and it's delightful. And they'd like to drink the Kool-Aid with some other people. How delightful. How understandable. Now, it can be, for everyone around them, it can be kind of baffling. Because people, th these folks, um, you know, they're, they're flexing. You know, it's, it's kind of like they're in a laboratory. I think I want to go vegan. Or now I, I want to pray uh, a certain way. And to everyone watching, well, this is, this is interesting. And it can be upsetting when you feel that this rigidity is pushing you away. And what I loved about um, this writer's letter is that she talks about how she has grown into a sense of seeing many colors in life. Blue is not better than red. Red is not better than yellow. They're different colors. But she was 
it could be a he, was talking about her friend that for some reason can only see one color. And that's the limitation of, I don't want to say immaturity, but it means someone hasn't really vetted. Life has not yet shown somebody, informed someone deep in their body, in their bones, that life is never just one color. And if you cling to only one color, there's going to be a cause and effect of, of issues. You know, you're probably going to be very unhappy with what everyone else is doing, that they should be more like you. There's going to be some sort of internal strife because the wisdom of understanding complexity is not there yet. It's not there yet. Now, sometimes when people go down this path, they change religions, right? They, they left home a Catholic and they came home a Buddhist or whatever. That's fine. And that can be a little bit um, disconcerting. Um, and sometimes people feel very defensive, especially if they feel criticized on their points of view or they were raised to be, um, you know, Catholic and they decided to convert to Judaism, whatever. And there's, a, there's an internal resistance, like, this is my path, and which is fine. I guess what I'm trying to say is, in this relationship, it may or may not go the distance. Meaning, it's possible that your friend is just still in the sugar water phase of feeling her way through. And over time, there may be a reconnection when she starts to realize there's more than one color here. I just happen to prefer yellow, but I'm groovy if you like blue. That is the, when we have a wine from the sugar water, that there's no more of this reactivity in the body, rigidity, that a person can sit in one color, I like yellow, and be fine that we're in a world with 20 zillion other different colors. You may have preference, but it wouldn't fundamentally change who you are as a humanoid because it would allow you to find your own wisdom. The sugar water can be intoxicating, and that's when people don't feel like themselves. Like, oh my gosh, who is this person? People may experience um, someone, you know, all of a sudden this person, like, I can't talk to them about this, or they're intolerant about that. Because if you are in non-resistance, everyone around you can feel very relaxed, you know, even if you tend to be, it, it can be reversed. Let's say you are a more conservative fundamental Christian and your friend goes off and becomes, um, I don't know, Muslim. But if, they're, if the wisdom is there, there's no resistance. The relationship can still be there. Now, there might be some differences of opinion, but the rigidity because what happens is people so desperately want to be seen and understood and appreciated for this new, uh, this next version of themselves that's emerging. And, you know, it's like, you know, learning to ride a bike. Are they perfect at it? No, it can be a little messy. They might fall down and scrape their knees a few times or blurt out stuff that's not so groovy for a little bit. So that's what I would say when it's your friend. And... Sometimes a relationship, it may not come back to the way it was. And this is the second half I wanted to say. There's no guarantee. I wish there were a way I could just tell you something simple. 
It is painful when people grow apart. Um, that's not always spirituality related. It, I mean, per se, meaning they're meditating or they're, um, it can be just their spirit was growing in that way direction anyway. And it just became a little bit more apparent. It's not that the spiritual practices made them that way. Their spirit or their soul was already moving in that way. And they found a door and they liked it. And there is no way, you know, there, it is painful sometimes, especially I've had people in long-term marriages where one person starts to grow. They were destined to grow. There's no holding them back. It's a beautiful thing. And the other one is left going, what happened? Can you relate? And that's, that's when it is kind of sad that the nature of this relationship is changing. But it's not changing particularly for spirituality. It's just people are growing. So even if your friend wasn't involved with whatever she's doing, they're probably, she, she wanted to move. She wanted to grow. And there's no, there's no saying if you guys would remember, remain as close as you were. Again, spirituality to me is everything. So it's, it's, you know, in this context, people might just define it as a religion or a, a, a religious book or something like that. But it really is encompassing how you do this thing called life. And sometimes people grow in a direction that just doesn't feel like it was. And that can be hard. That's when people grow apart. That's what's called growing apart. So don't beat yourself up. It's possible your friend is going through the, the initial discovery and she hasn't quite landed at, in terms of what is truly true for her. Right now, it's like a jacket she's trying on. Let me see if I like this coat. Oh, I want to I try a different color. You know, so it's, it's morphing. And at some point, it'll settle. But I understand your sadness. Now, I'm going to just say a few words, although I already have. If you're on the other side, you are feeling the call to grow. And maybe some sort of spiritual practice, whether it's meditation or um, joining a community or talking about there's certain topics that really excite you, get you really interested, that's fine. You're, you're being called to move in this direction. But I would caution you to notice if your energy starts to become that of the seeker, which is often a very tight, hungry, craving feeling. A lot of times when people open, there's such a euphoric, oh my gosh, I want to read all these 100 books on uh, all these spiritual practices, all these religions, all these practices. Like there's this more, more, more feeling, this hunger to know and that's, that's a beautiful thing, but it's not necessary for your evolvement. Your enlightenment does not depend on how well you understand a religious text or a spiritual practice. They are tools that you can use. More is not necessarily better. More is not necessarily faster. Think of, think of this as like eating, that it's not really necessary to gorge yourself, is it, when you're hungry? But maybe you're looking for the right spice, the right balance of nutrients, knowing that 
All you need is enough for this meal. You're going to be hungry again tomorrow, and you can assemble another meal instead of trying to eat the whole elephant in one sitting. I have seen this hunger with many clients, and I know because I went through it. I was convinced that if I understood these books better, it would make me more enlightened, more wise, more this, more that. When I, what I didn't realize was I just wanted to know myself better. Think of it. When, if you really knew who you were, can you feel perhaps a relaxation in the body? That if you're in a bookstore and there's a book over there on whatever, something spiritual, you might be interested, but you wouldn't feel like, oh my gosh, like the, the desperation would, would be more muted because you have the answers within you. Then these other things become interesting, something to read. But it, it's not a seeker energy where all of your energy is jumping out of your eyes, literally. I've had clients show up in my office with briefcases full of Qigong books, and they are, you can just tell the brain is overheated, desperately trying to get it. And the question always becomes, what is the motivation? Like, what is it? What do they want? And because I see the energy field, I can say, this is someone who's dealing with a lot of loneliness. Oh, can you relate? That there is a pain that's driving the, this. That's all right. We all have pain. So if you're on the seeker end, allow yourself to slow down. Digest the meal. Knowing that if you never read another self-help book on, or, or religious text, or you never go to an ashram, or, you're fine. Those things are just meant to, to help you. But the inner journey does not depend on a specific religion, or faith, or book, or practice. And nobody can claim to be more enlightened just because they know how the chakra system works versus someone who's never heard of such a thing. That's not, we don't need to start splitting hairs and slicing and dicing in terms of what is spiritual and what's not spiritual. And people get way too competitive with this. It's a little bit of a spiritual competitiveness that, you know, whose vibration is higher. Well, my, I understand how law of attraction works. And underneath this, there's an insecurity. I want to be in the know. I want to know more than you. Sometimes there's a little bit of a, a feeling of, well, I, I'm more arrived than the average bear. And the ultimate measure, whether you're on either side, the ultimate question is, how's that working for you? Like, are you happier? If you're not, if you're just more stressed... Maybe set some of that down for a minute. Come back to life. Sit in, in nature for a bit. Watch the bees. Look up at the sky. That's sometimes something that simple transcends any sort of religious or spiritual discussion because it's the truth in all of us. So I hope this has been useful. And again, I wish I could give you a simple answer to this common situation. It is painful. It is how people can grow apart, but it's not necessarily because of someone's interest in spirituality. They're just growing. And right now, maybe they're just, you know, 
in the beginning throws. Will you be close again? We don't know. But don't beat yourself up. Because in the end, maturity means being able to see all colors. And if people can only see one right now, that's all they can do. Hope this helps. Thanks.